You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 200. Hey there, Rockstar. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, as you heard in the intro, this is the 200th episode. Boom. Can you believe it? Thank you so much for listening. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you've just joined me recently in the last few weeks, or maybe you've been with me for the entire 200 episodes, which would be incredible. And I need to give you a present. So please write to me, let me know. So I want to say a big thank you for sharing, for listening, for reviewing, for taking on board all of the things that I say and implementing them and and hopefully seeing results, seeing changes in your life and in the way you communicate. And I, I hope that it has been useful for you or at the very least entertaining. Now, you know, it is it is weird, right? Because when I think, okay, 200 episodes, it doesn't like recording this right now doesn't feel that special. It's like when you have a significant birthday, you know, or you get married. I've had people who are married say to me, like I say, oh, what's married life like? And they're like, eh, it's pretty much the same as what it was like before we were married. And and like, you know, when you have a birthday, like when I turned 30, I was like, I still feel the same as I was 29. Like it's really, you know, doesn't doesn't feel that different. But having said that, I will say that I am very, very proud of myself. I have been committed to this podcast longer than I've been committed to my fiancé, Aaron. (laughs) Maybe that's one reason why he's marrying me, because he sees I'm a good committer. Who knows? (laughs) Anyway, I want to go back to the, the birthday thing, right? So when I turned 30, it didn't feel significantly different to being 29, but it did feel different to being 20. So when I look back at, you know, I mean, I'm in 32 now, when I turned 30 and I looked back at where I was when I was 20, there was a significant change there. So drawing on that example, for me, the significance of reaching 200 episodes is in looking back and reflecting on where I was when I got started. And I didn't, I actually did have a podcast before this one, those of you may know, Um, and and that's what I want to do in this episode. I want to take you back, way back, back to 2013 when I recorded my very first podcast, which was called Presentation Skills for Design Students. I know, it's a mouthful. Um, Very boring name, does what it says on the box. That's what I was thinking at the, at the time. Very niche, too niche. That's why I'm not doing it anymore. Um, but I want to play you a section of that very first episode that I ever recorded to give you an idea of where I was back in 2013 when I first started podcasting. So that's, you know, five and a bit years ago. And the reason why, to give you a you know, quick backstory, so I used to be an architect And when I, and I'd gone through my own communication skills journey of like learning how to be a better speaker. And that gave me the idea to 
quit my job, well, you know, it was other things as well, but it led me to quitting my, my job as an architect and starting this podcast and, and starting a career in helping people to develop their communication skills. And I originally started by targeting or helping architecture students and graduates because that's what I knew at the time. That's what I felt comfortable with. So that's why I created a podcast specifically for architecture and design students to help them develop their communication skills. Now, I'm going to play you a section of episode one. It's not the whole thing. It's one section. And in it, I share, so the topic of this was the number one thing that you need to know about communication skills. That was episode one. And well, it was the number one, the number one thing for me back then. Is it still the number one thing for me right now? You'll have to wait and see. So this section goes for about seven minutes and then I'll be back to share some of my observations. Keep in mind, I'll be also playing the transition music that I had back in the old podcast. Got quite into the, I don't know, is it dubstep? I don't know. Anyway, here we go. The number one thing that you need to know about communication skills. All right, I'm just going to tell you right now. They can be learnt. Yes, they can be learnt. These skills are just like any other skill that can be learnt. You know how many people I've heard say to me, oh, I'm just not good at speaking to a group or oh, I'm just not very good at public speaking. You know what I say to that? I say, of course, you're not very good at it if you haven't been taught how to do it properly. Here's an example for you. No one ever gets on a bicycle for the very first time, falls off and goes, oh, I'm just not very good at riding a bike. No one says that because everyone understands that you need to learn skills on with how to ride a bike. You need to learn how to balance. You need to learn how to step on it properly and, and break and all that sort of thing. Communication skills are exactly the same. And I have, and it, it is something that you can learn. And I have firsthand experience at, at this. Now, I'll just tell you a quick story. When I was back in third year of university, I had just a, a regular design presentation and we had a, a guest critic come in and she was a tough nut. Like she was awful. She was, she was grilling people about their designs. She was, you know, ripping them apart and being really nasty with her comments. And, and I was sitting there watching other people and I was freaking out. And I actually had to run to the bathrooms beforehand and just breathe and breathe and calm myself down. When it finally came to giving the presentation, I, I don't even think it went that bad. She didn't even grill me that, that much. Um, but I was just so overwhelmed by it all. I actually ran to the bathroom again after my presentation and just burst into tears. Yep, I burst into tears. I just couldn't handle the pressure and I just made it out to be so much worse than it actually was. Anyway, fast forward a few more years. I graduated from uni, got a job and and I was actually one I was a part of a of a committee as, as part of my my company and 
I remember it was I'd only been there for a few months and the 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 board of directors had actually asked one person from each committee there there were a few committees that asked one person from each committee to go and speak to the board and give a presentation about the committee and, and what they did and they were asking for volunteers and I put my hand up I said yep I'll I'll do it I'll just note here that no one else volunteered no one they all kind of everyone looked at the floor and pointed at each other when it came to choosing when it came to volunteering but anyway so I prepared my presentation I went into the boardroom and I delivered it I was confident I didn't forget anything I didn't stumble I didn't even need notes and I most certainly did not run to the bathroom afterwards and burst into tears or throw up or whatever so what changed some people could say, okay, well, you're older, you're more experienced. And, and I say, okay, maybe that, that might have helped. But, but really, I, I put it down to the fact that I learnt how to present in, uh, in, in uni in my final year. And what happened was I, I did a, a, a communications course and that was, um, it was outside the architecture faculty and and in this course, we were actually taught techniques, tricks, skills, how to, on how to put together a presentation, how to, how to project more confidence and how to deliver a really good talk. And I applied those to presentations in my final year of uni, found that they worked and lo and behold, gave a presentation at work and those skills worked just the same for me there. And so I'm telling you now, you can learn these skills. So don't just say to yourself, oh, I'm just not very good at this. No one, look, no one is actually born with, the, with these skills. Just like no one's born knowing how to ride a bike. You have to learn it. And this is something that you, you don't actually get better with practice at. So some people will say, okay, you, yeah, you, you just have to practice it more. You get better with practice. There is an element of truth to this, but in my opinion, Practice does not necessarily make you better. In fact, it can make you worse. And I've, I had a friend of mine tell me this. She said that she started giving presentations at work and she actually found that she got worse because each time she did it, she told herself that she didn't do so well and she just got really nervous. She got more and more nervous each time. So each time she had to present, she just kept talking herself down and, that's, and she actually got worse at presenting. So there you go. You don't even necessarily get better with practice. You may also be thinking, okay, well, what's there to learn? I'll tell you, there's a lot. There are a lot. You, I mean, you will be amazed at all the different elements that to consider when putting together a, a good presentation or a really good presentation, I should say. There's, there's posture, pace, vocal projection, the structure of your content, you know, what to share with your audience, what not to share, how to deal with the audience. And that's before we're even covering what does your presentation look like? What do your slides look like? My goal here is to take, uh, I know this can be quite overwhelming. So my goal here is to take one element each week in each episode, break it down and give you some actionable things that you can do to help with your presentations. 
Okay, there you go. The very first podcast I ever recorded back in November 2013. Now I want to share with you some of my observations and and lessons learned um, from listening back. And it was an interesting exercise going back and listening to that. Firstly, do I still believe that the number one thing you need to know about communication is that it can be learned? I'd say, yes, I do believe that. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I do what I do, because I believe they can be learned. And um, so that, that hasn't changed. Something that has changed, though, is that now I am much more focused on mindset in my approach. I remember back then, I was very much focused on, here's how you structure a presentation. Here's how you say you know, the right thing. Here's how you use hand gestures. Here's how you use the right body language. Whereas now, most of my work is based around the mindset. So looking at how do you see yourself? How do you measure your own success? Um, How do you care less about what others think about you and care more about making it about your audience? How do you um, change your story and turn it into something more constructive that serves you? And the reason why I have shifted my approach towards the mindset is because that's what I see as being the most effective way to improve. You know, I can tell you to move your hands like this or stand like this or say this, but if your mindset isn't in the right place, then doing those actions is, you're not going to do those actions if you're not thinking, um, you know, in a constructive way. So that's been a major change in terms of my approach. Now, you may be thinking, you know, Christina, for your first podcast, it's actually not that bad. And and I know, like, I was surprised. I was listening back and I was like, I actually sound okay. But just so you know, I was reading that whole thing. I spent hours scripting out every single podcast that I recorded. And I scripted them up until the start of 2017. That's over three years I was scripting my podcast word for word. And the thing, I guess one thing I'm good at is that I happen to write the way I speak. So I know sometimes it can be challenging for people to write something out and then read it because it sounds like it's written as opposed to spoken. So that's something that I was able to do, fortunately. Um, But I just want you to know that that was not me just reading from some dot points and winging it as I went. <laughs> no, I spent hours writing that episode and I probably recorded it a couple of times as well. So please know that I was reading that word for word, that episode. Um, another thing you need to know is that I had done a podcasting course earlier to help me launch and help me with the technical production side of it. And they helped me to get clear on my content as well. So I had a lot of help. That wasn't me just sitting down and recording and throwing it up online. No way. I had a lot of help and a lot of support um, with me. And now, I mean, now I run another business, Podcast Services Australia, where, you know, Aaron and I help people to set up their own podcasts. And sometimes we get people coming to us and they go, well, I've already recorded a bunch of episodes. Can you help me edit them? And then we go, listen, and the quality is terrible. They're long and rambling. There's no structure. And I say to them, well, I don't say this to them, but I think to myself, I wish they'd come to us before they'd gone and done all this stuff. Cause then their product, the final product would have been much, much, much better. 
Um, so that's why I was very, you know, I was super happy to have done that, done that course. And I believe it shows. I believe it shows in the, the end result. Uh, something else I observed is that, you know, at the time I wasn't earning any money coaching or anything like that. I was purely doing this podcast for fun. And I feel like that comes through. The fact that I was new and pretty clueless, I knew nothing about business. I can hear the enthusiasm in my voice and also the slight hesitation I had when I asked, um, I noticed I had a few call to actions. I'll say, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, email me. And I noticed a bit of hesitation there. And I, and I, that's a, you know, I noticed from the difference between then and now I'm, you know, of course, I'm much more confident in terms of asking for things or, you know, uh, asking for, asking people to do things. Okay. So those are my observations. And I thought I'd share those with you because, you know, I think it's important to do that, to reflect. Now, one lesson that I learned from this experience of spending the last few years podcasting is you don't know where things will lead you, but you need to start. There's a great quote by Zig Ziglar, and I've shared it here before, and I'm going to share it again because I love it. He says, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. Okay. Um, and that's what I, I feel like I did that. You know, I started, I just started and I just kept going. I kept going. And what I did was I told people my ideas. So when I set out with my very first podcast, my plan, get this, my plan was to write an ebook based on the podcast, sell it, make a million dollars, and then go lie on the beach in, in Thailand and then decide what I wanted to do with my life. That was my grand genius plan. And I remember I was telling people about my ideas and there was this one woman who I was speaking with and she said, you know, the universities will pay you to talk about this stuff. Have you ever thought about being a speaker? And I said, no, I didn't think that unis, I didn't even think about that. She goes, no, they would pay you for this stuff. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I could do a lecture or, or run a tutorial or something. So I approached one of my old lecturers from uni and said, you know, hey, I've got this podcast, this is what I do now. I'm all about communication and teaching people. And he said, you know, it would be really good if you came in and gave a lecture to my students. And that, my friends, became my very first speaking gig. And they even paid me, which was amazing. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. I can talk to an audience of students and get paid to do it. Amazing. And that is what led me to them pursuing a career in speaking. But I would never have discovered that, I didn't even know that speaking was a, a job, a career. I didn't even know. You know, I wouldn't have discovered that if I hadn't shared my ideas and started and put the podcast out there. So if you have a project, a hobby, something that you want to learn and you are unsure whether maybe you've got a few ideas and you don't know which one to pursue. You know, I've got, I've got so many friends who are looking to transition their career. You know, they know they're unhappy in their current career, but they've got all these different ideas and they don't know which one to go for. And my, I just think to myself, like, just pick something, just pick one thing 
and go with it. And after that, things will open up for you and new, new ideas, new people will show themselves. But you've got to do something. So stop waiting for inspiration to strike and for a sign to tell you what's the right path to go down. Just pick something. I, I mean, I picked this niche, architecture students. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I picked it. And it took me nine months of podcasting and trying to work with that particular market. It took me nine months to realize that, firstly, they didn't see the value in what I was offering. And secondly, they didn't have any money to pay me for what I was offering. Two critical things that you need to run a business, I found out. Um, but I would have never found that out if I hadn't started. So key lesson, get started. The second lesson that I'm going to share, and this is the last one, is you've got to persist. You know, sometimes when we're pursuing a hobby or a skill or maybe starting our business or working our way up the corporate ladder, it can get disheartening if we feel like we don't have traction. Sometimes it feels like we're not improving at all, but you got to persist. You know, I was I went to a festival recently and I saw this woman who was so good with a hula hoop. She was dancing with this hula hoop. She was amazing. And I was so inspired. I was like, I'm going to learn how to hula hoop. I'm going to take lessons. I'm going to practice every day. And then I went and watched some YouTube videos. Um, You know, so watching YouTube videos on hula hooping means, you know, I'm pretty much already halfway there. Uh, Just kidding. And I was watching this one video of this girl who created a video of her one year of hula hooping. So she filmed herself hula hooping in month one and then month two and then month three and so on. And it was incredible to see how, you know, wobbly and awkward and she kept dropping the hoop, you know, in that first, the first couple of months. But as each month went on, you could see her slowly getting better and better and better. And then at the end of the year, she was really, really good. But she made a note in her video. She said, this took me a year to get to this point, a year of consistent practice. And it is the same with anything, anything that you want to learn. It takes time. You know, now I can confidently record this podcast with dot points that I'm looking at. You know, I don't have it fully scripted, but it took me three years to get to that point. Yeah. Now, this is why I work, like when I work with my clients, this is why I work with them for at least six months. You know, I used to work with people for, you know, session by session, but I quickly learned that you you, you can't develop strong communication skills in one session, two sessions, you know, four sessions. It takes time. It takes that level of commitment. Oh, by the way, so if you are committed, like me, to developing strong communication and speaking skills, and you know that it plays a critical role in your ability to move up and have more influence in the workplace, and you are willing to have someone support you, mentor you, help you rapidly improve, you're committed to that, then, only then, will I suggest that coaching may be a good option for you. Yeah? And if that sounds like you, then I do invite you to reach out because I will be happy to explore if working together is a good fit for both of us. But, you know, only reach out if this is something you are willing to commit to. When I signed up for the podcasting course that I did, it was the most amount of money I had ever invested in myself at that point in time. But 
I, I really, really wanted to learn how to podcast. I wanted to do it well and I knew I was ready to commit. And, and I knew that investing in my learning would further drive me to launch the podcast and give as much effort to make it as, as successful as possible. And, and that is the level of commitment that I look for in my clients as well. And it should be the same for you, you know, when you're picking a team, when you're working with others, you know, if you're picking a new pursuit, this is something like you need to have that level of commitment and, and desire to persist if you are absolutely driven to getting to that end result. So if that does sound like you in terms of, you know, if you want to develop your communication, your speaking skills, your confidence, and to move up and make more impact in the workplace, if that sounds like you, then reach out. Links, uh, how you can connect with me are in the description of this episode in your app, by the way. So just go to the description. They are all there. All right. Too easy. Okay. So... That brings episode 200 almost to an end. I, I hope you enjoyed that, that recap and, um, and I, I hope that gives you some perspective on what it takes to create a significant body of work or anything significant really. Um, and I hope that it's, you know, perhaps inspired you to persist with something you're already working on or maybe to start something new and commit to it and, and be in it for the long haul. Kind of like how I'm committing to my upcoming marriage. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening, Rockstar. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could share it with a friend, family member, colleague. It's one of the best ways to get the word out there and to have the podcast heard and uh, heard by more people. Thank you for spending some time with me today. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>